We're back. Extra bases with Bristol and Booth. Let's come out swinging, Jeremy. All right. Dallas Keuchel, MLB.com, something <clears throat> I saw, said, headed for the Anaheim Angels, and you think what? I, I think I said that a couple of months ago. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I think I said <laughs> that the Angels were going to – we're in a position now with contracts coming off the books and, and, and wanting to keep the best player on the planet in Mike Trout in-house. I, I didn't see them not making a push to be competitive – for October, um, and there's there's two different ways to build a club. There's one that's partial that gets you to October, and there's one that wins in October. And I think Keiko's a winning piece in October. I think the Angels see that. All right, today on this podcast, we're going to be talking a lot of free agency. We're going to be talking a lot of AL West. We're going to be yeah. talking a lot of free agency, and we're going to be talking a lot of AL West. I think that's good. How you been, man? I've been good. How about you? I've been good. You know, busy and. Uh, it, it's, um, I, you know, I, I, I can't believe those American League MVP finalists and that J.D. Martinez is not in the top three. How does that happen? Yeah, because, because it's hard to give a DH, and, and I know he played the outfield 50-ish games. It's hard to give a DH the MVP award. Okay. And in today's day of how they're breaking it down, he gets penalized for no defense even more than before. Over a guy like Jose Ramirez who hit, um, who barely... I mean, he didn't show up the last month I don't and dis- a half. I don't disagree with you. I think J.D. Martinez is a difference maker in anybody's lineup, and his numbers this year speak for themselves. I think look at the wear and tear on the person's body. It's almost like a reliever winning the MVP mm-hmm. or a reliever winning the Cy Young, if you will, yeah. which is more common, but it's still a little tougher. Or if David I, Which or- I don't have a problem with, to be honest with you. Yeah, if they're the best pitcher in the league, sure. David Ortiz, I think he won the MVP, mm-hmm. right? And that was really hard to get there. So... Um, it's just it's it's part of being a DH. I mean, it's it's part of it. it may not be all, you know inherently fair uh, based on what he did and what he meant to that club, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think he wins it anyway. So yeah, I just I just can't believe that he's not uh, <laughs> Mookie Betts in that conversation. Of course he is. I mean, he's he's that's my pick. Yeah, of course. But I mean, the fact that JD Martinez is not among the top three finalists and how he helped transform that team, uh, the way he produced. I just I, I don't get it. I know he doesn't play the field. I, I understand that, but who's to say without a presence like JD Martinez in that lineup that the other guys don't hit the way they did? Well, here's the question. Here's what I'd ask: If he plays the outfield, who comes out in Boston? That's where that's where I look at it. So he's got Benintendi, okay. he's got Betts, well, and he's got just, just okay. hear me out. He's All got Bradley, right? Okay. In any other club, he's playing the outfield. Yeah. So I wouldn't hold that necessarily uh, against him because you've got three guys that are playing those positions at a premium. Bradley just got to go glove, yeah. do you not? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you're not, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. And so Martinez. Borderline is, elite defenders? I would say they're all elite defenders. Ben Tenney's can't really throw well, but the rest of them, you know, they got all, everything else they can do. I'm with you. I don't think you penalize this guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's like Ortiz in the past, um, where, where the offensive presence was just so so large that you you can't get away from that because that is valuable. So much to talk about with the Astros. Where do we start? Uh, do we start in the front office or do we start on the field? Well, we started with Keiko. Let's continue there because I think the front office might have something to do with that too. Okay. So you texted me the other day and you said, or did I text you? Doesn't matter. Marwin Gonzalez, where does he end up? Does he end up in Houston? You told me, you told all of us he deserves a $10 million raise. And I said, you're saying he's a $15 million a year guy. And guess what? The Astros 
don't feel that he's a $17.9 million a year guy because sure. they did not extend him a qualifying offer. That's not to say that he's not worth 13, 14, or 15 million. So where does he end up? Wherever he wants. And that's the best part about me and Marwin Gonzalez is as you have said from the beginning, from the beginning, there is he's he is might be their most valuable player. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere you can just replace him. You got to replace him with two guys. If I'm the Astros, just staying it, I'm signing him and I'm like Marwin, what do you want? Now probably 17.9 you know that's 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 a little that's much a little yeah. much and and they didn't extend him a qualifying offer because he'll take it. That's him take he'll take that and they don't want to do that. They'd rather have a chance to resign him to a longer term deal. That actually makes sense. Extending Keuchel a qualifying offer, which is what they did, back to, working back to Gonzalez makes sense because Keuchel won't take it. Keuchel's going to get a pit. Keuchel signed mm-hmm. Anaheim. Marwin Gonzalez is going to get paid, and and some people said four for forty eight or four for fifty two. If it takes an extra four million. To get the player, pay the four million and go four for fifty six and be done with it, right? Easier said when it's not your money. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you want to be in a position that we four for fifteen is sixty million dollars. Do you want to not have a player that can do what he can do for you and stay on the field in his prime years over five million bucks? I wouldn't let that happen to me. That's where I'm at, and I don't think anybody else is either. The, the issue with Marwin Gonzalez is going to be he can go wherever he wants, but where does he want to go? Yeah. Where does he want? I mean, if I was him, I'm probably staying here. Like, I don't know what's so bad if I'm a player about playing in Minute Maid. If I'm going to get paid and if I get four for 10 or 10, 10 times 40, I'm out. And you're going to be on a winning team for the especially next the way three, the divi- four years. Especially the way these guys are shaping up the division. I mean, the Astros have a window. They can still – I mean, these guys are just they're, – they're saying, hey, hey, Houston, do you want to run with this thing for five years? Because here you go. And, and, and I think that if I'm Gonzalez, that makes – that factors. And I think Marwin is one of those guys that – if you don't have him next year, I think throughout the season, he is one of those players, and not every player, I don't think every player falls under this category, but I think he is one of those players that AJ would look in the mirror and say, man, I wish I had Marwin right now. He's Man, I wish I had Marwin right now. Man, I wish I had Marwin right now, because I can plug him in at left, I can plug him in at second, I can plug him in at short in case of injuries. I can put him anywhere, and the value, as we've talked about, it's... Oh, look who's here. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> What's going on? Hey, it's David Paul, everybody! I still think it's going to be Astros-Cubs. Uh, Astros win in five. Okay. Yeah, All right. well, so I, I get a I get a break because the Cubs didn't do their part. They they backed out on it. That messed up my whole prediction. Cubs have some time. issues, don't they, they do. Jeremy? They have a few. Where do they go? Great seeing you. Thanks, it's, David. It's, it's 92 yeah. degrees on November 6th. Do something about it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard. It's like so it's like it's like that great Lewis Black uh Lewis Black when he's like, We've got airplanes, we've got a hole in the ozone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we, we uh, with the Cubs, Mar- that, that's funny because I was working that direction for Marvin Gonzalez landing spot. He's yeah. a guy that answers some questions there. They've got the money. We don't know what Addison because Russell. Because they could deal. Yeah, that's a good point. What his Rutt- future Russell. is in, in, in Chicago. So and they- Schwarber's probably dealable. Extremely. He's a limited. He's, he's a, he's a, he's, a, and I, I'm not, he's Travis Hafner for me. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you can replace. You'd love him to have him in your lineup, but you can replace him. And I think that. I think that if you're looking at at, at, a, at a suitor, 
Chicago Cubs make sense. Chicago White Sox mm-hmm. make a little sense. I think the Mets make sense uh, because you have a team percent. that certainly is looking for everything. Right. They do have some young players, second and short. And Marwin, what, a, what an influence he would be on those guys. I, I can agree with you more. I think that that's the best part about Marwin Gonzalez is that pretty much anywhere you look, even the Dodgers, even the Angels, even the Oakland Athletics, I mean, you're not going to pay him. Yeah. But, I mean, you can look at Marwin Gonzalez. Where does he fit? Anywhere he wants. And so if you're the Houston Astros and you know that market is what it is, that's one you pay. That's one you pay. You know, you'd love to have Keiko back because everything he can do. He's not staying here. Let's accept that. Let's move on to Gonzalez and Morton and guys you have a chance to sign. Because Morton has already said, and it does scare me as we've discussed, I'm not going anywhere else but here. I'm not playing anywhere but Houston. Okay, fine. Sign him. Gonzalez, where can you – two guys to replace one. It's not worth $15 million a year? I'd do it. Yeah. Want to step into the front office now? Okay. You texted me about a month ago. About that? And you said, I'm hearing that SIG, part of the analytics team in Houston, is leaving. He's out. He's out. Yep. And <laughs> as a journalist, it's hard when you only have one source. True. Your source. My source. So I'm feverishly trying to find a second source. Couldn't really get one. And that's tough. And then... Just uh, news came out over the weekend that indeed Sig is leaving. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff Luno reports that I saw at the meetings in New Mexico. Jeff confirmed that, saying certainly what a what a great thing, uh, what a what a great person he's been in the organization. And and um, what does this tell you right now that that this timing? So the way I understand it, his contract. Expired. Is expired, expired, which happens right. in baseball, happens minor league, major league, everything. Yep. So what does this tell you? Uh, is it certainly, I think most people would say, oh, he's going to leave to get another baseball job. That might not be the case That's here. not what I get out of it. I mean, right when I heard this about, you know, four or five weeks ago, whenever it was, five weeks ago, you know, they, they were still playing. And, you know, from the baseball guy in me doesn't want to, dive into what they're doing to be a distraction. That's just the baseball guy in me, okay? Um, but right, we had one source. We had one source. I, I will say this. Um, it wouldn't be as big of a deal to me. It, it, they've worked together a long time, Jeff and Sig. They worked together in St. Louis for six, seven years, and then, of course, whatever, they've been here six or seven years, right? So they've been together for a minute. They've been together for a minute. It wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be as big of a red flag to me about the front office if the other guy hadn't left, too. And that's the director of analytics that was just under. So um, Mike Fast is le- Mike leaving, Fast. yeah. Yeah, so he's gone too. So to me now you've got the guy that, that really built the department and has helped Jeff down this path for at least, at least 12 years, okay? And the person that they built underneath him to execute all that, both of those guys are gone. Fast left first and he resigned, right? And Sig just let his contract expire. There's a couple of things this can be. It certainly doesn't signal a shift in the organization and thinking. I think we can safely eliminate that, mm-hmm. okay? But it does say there might be not all some roses up top. And they've had a steady departure now of a few people. Um, a year ago, it was Quentin McCracken, right? Okay. And now it's it's fast and it's it's Midal. So, you know, I, I'm curious to see where they go with that. I, I think it's a very telling offseason 
for them in the front office as far as personnel. Maybe there was a power struggle, and that and please, that's complete conjecture. Yeah, but it, you know, it, there's something wasn't right because people just don't leave like that. I think Sig is getting out of baseball. I think Sig is going to go do something else. I heard it was corporate America. I heard he has done his, what he needs to do here, and his value is higher than ever. Yeah, I mean, why not leave when you've got um, a, a team that won a record amount of games in the regular season? And then certainly the previous season won the World Series. You can't. It's almost like that that player that wins the Heisman Trophy in college football. Why, as a junior, why come back as a as a senior? Let's say if the sky falls three years from now and the Astros are not very good anymore. Okay, how good does he look having got out on top of it and escaping that demise? Remember, this is a guy who was a coach in the minor league system, right? As well, he stopped being. Well, yes, he he did that the way I understand it. Analytics are fine, but the one thing that you cannot predict is human behavior. No question. And I, from what I understand, and this is just glossing over the subject, it was more of a deeper dive into baseball life, let's, not let's, not numbers. So let's give him a, let's give him credit for that. And maybe while he was down there, he saw some things he wasn't overly happy with. Let's okay. just say that. Okay. And decided it was time for a change because he recognizes, as I think we all do, that this offseason's pivotal. It's a pivotal offseason for the Astros because of not just right now, what's coming next, the contract decisions they have behind that. And this is the guy that they, was tasked with finding that value. He was tasked with finding player contract value through deeper dives, to use your phrase. Use your phrase. He was tasked with finding different algorithms and things to, to help their player development. He was tasked with all, building this entire department. Amateur scouting as well, correct? All of it. And he's now saying in the in a pivot, most pivotal offseason of Jeff Luno's career right now because they're at a window pivot point. He's out. And so I, I don't know what that means between – because I don't think there's a rift between him and Jeff. That's not what I heard. I just heard he was going to go do something else. I just think the guy's smart enough right now to see some things that we can't see yet. Are we seeing a shift in baseball that we've gone so – you know, it's funny. You've mentioned in the past that baseball always has a way of correcting itself or writing itself. And we have, we have moved so far to an analytical age – but we look at the success of the Red Sox, we look at the success of the Yankees, where there is a heavy influence of both analytics and, and and being the huge word there, traditional scouting. Let's not, let's add, let me add two more clubs to that. Let's add the um, Oakland Athletics. Okay. Okay, which by the way, you said the Red Sox and I said the A's, and those are two at the forefront of the sure. Moneyball Revolution, yeah. right? And the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs... I'll even add the Padres to it. They haven't had a whole bunch of success. Their system's loaded. Okay, um, because look at, pardon me, look at the A's. And I mean, the A's used to be college guy, college guy, college guy, college guy. So if the forefathers of this, and Theo Epstein was the GM in Boston that got the job after Billy Bean said no. Hall of Famer, by the way, will be in the no, Hall of no Fame. No question. He's in Chicago. Yep. So if the forefather forefathers of this analytical movement have said. We've gone too far. Let's, let's, let's correct a little bit. And they're having success that way. Probably need to pay attention. It's like building an analytics department today. You're 20 years behind. Why do it today? You need to have a little yeah. more vision. You're on the yeah. end of it What's now. What's the next thing? Right. So, so for me, I think it's correcting. I think analytics are here to stay, which I'm just going to simplify this because it's, it's kind of a watchword now. And say but you analytics. like analytics. You're an analytic guy. You're an analytical guy. It's a way guy. of looking at stats. Yeah. It's a different way of looking at stats. If you want to tell me that you need to tell a pitcher to throw his cutter more because he's effective, that's basic stats. You're just showing me a different algorithm to show you what baseball people should be able to tell you. So it's stats. 
it's stats and it's great and let's use it and let's embrace it. But let's not make every single decision on it like Dave Roberts did, like he was ordered to do in the World Series, which has now cost him two of them. Okay. So I think that there may be a little bit of a shift here. I don't think Jeff Luno is part of that shift, although I do give him credit for being a visionary because he's helped provide, preside over some pretty significant changes that are here to stay. What I, what I do think is that there's something that disconnected in that front office where led Sig to leave. And it could have just been his own desire. It could have been what he saw in the future. It could be that his value is higher than ever, where I can go get X amount of dollars somewhere else and, and set up something new. Or, you know what, I just don't want to be on the road anymore, I, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's definitely going to be a different time for the Houston Astros right now. Different times in the American League West are coming as well. A report today, Jeff Passan from Yahoo Sports, saying that the Mariners are contemplating an entire teardown. Mariners, they were good this year. They exceeded. They out. They they outkicked their coverage, right? From what we thought they would do this year. Yeah. It, so is this the right move? Because some could argue. Listen, I mean, you hung. You were hanging right there with the Astros. You're so close. Why would you tear it down? The Mariners' success this year was like the 92-degree day in Houston, November 6th. It's just unexpected, and it's an anomaly, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this way with it. It's absolutely the right move to tear this thing up and start over. Disclaimer, Mariners, former employer of Jeremy, Jeremy Booth. But anyways. Here's why. Because there isn't anything in the system. You gotta, you're, you're, you're in your middle ground. So you have one or two options. You go all in. And you pay people, which their payroll is pretty high for them, okay. or, or you start over. You can't keep treading water, and you can't keep losing. You already lost the prime years of Felix Hernandez. You didn't do anything with Cano's prime years. You still can get value for Edwin Diaz, a lot of value. You can get a lot of value for Paxton, a lot of value for some Hanniger, some of the guys that are there. If I'm the Seattle Mariners, those guys are not part of my present. They're part of my past because i got to restock my system, and then i got to draft well. Now, here's the issue we have with this if you're Seattle. Jerry DePoto is not the guy that presides over drafting and developing. No offense to Jerry DePoto. I said this earlier on a podcast in Seattle with Jason Churchill, and I'll say it again right now on our podcast in Houston, Texas. This is not the guy that presides over rebuild. This is the guy you bring in and you say, I got a club, and they're going to be pretty good. I've got a core. But I'm missing things. Help me. And that's the guy that augments. But if you're the Seattle Mariners ownership and you tie his hands, you tie his hands and say, hey, I can't work and I can't go pay this and I can't go pay that. You got the wrong guy. They just gave Jerry DePoto an extension. They gave him an extension, Jason. Okay, That's really good for Jerry DePoto. I hope he drafts and develops better because that's the direction they have to go. SpotTrack has the uh, Mariners' projected payroll for 2019, $131 million, which would be fifth in baseball. What were they last year? Looking, looking. They were 10th. 160.9 million. And they have to go up because the logical move for anybody who has a pulse is saying, if Jerry DePoto is there, we're trying to win right now. Let's look at what happened in Anaheim and Arizona. Neither organization where Jerry DePoto was leading had anything in the system when he left. He's traded everything of value in Seattle. He has to start over. If he's the start over guy, it's not a three year extension, Jason. It's a seven year extension. It's a complete reboot. And that is a non-threat in that division. Now, if you're the Houston Astros, they, you might have something that they want to start over. They're a club you might can match up with. Hmm. Okay. What do they have which we want? They got a lot of things. Would you take James Paxson? Oh, okay. love, love Me too. James Paxson. Especially on the news of the, other, of the other starter we haven't talked about yet, right? Yeah, Lance McCullers uh, 
I had heard prior to report uh, or Jeff speaking at the meetings in New Mexico that it is an elbow issue. That's what we had heard mm. here. Um, whether surgery or not is needed, that's um, TBD. So we'll figure that out. But anyways, uh, the Rangers have a new manager, Chris Woodward, who I used to cover. I worked with Woody as a minor Seattle. leaguer in Syracuse, New York, and. Would you would you say now that the greatest challenge to the Astros for 2019 is is Oakland? For at the moment, I think the Angels are are, are going to do some damage here. Not to borrow the Red Sox phrase, but I think they're going <laughs> to. I've been saying all for for months that the Angels were the team to watch in this offseason and next. Billy Epler mm-hmm. has come to play, and Artie Moreno is going to write the check. It's just about getting that money off the check. The whole reason the Angels opted out of their stadium deal, which we talked about last time, I think, was to set up. The, the, the city doing more with the stadium to get more players in there to want to be there. You got the Dodgers down the road. You're the Angels. You're not going to be second to the Dodgers. No chance. You're, gonna, you're, the, you're the Angels, and you're going to go ahead and step up. That's not why Artie Moreno bought the team. He bought the team to win, just like he did in 2002. Yes, it was that long ago, but that's what he did then. That's what he's going to do now. He, Josh Hamilton was brought to win. Didn't work. C.J. Wilson, brought to win. Didn't work. Albert Pujols, brought to win. Didn't work. Those guys were there. Oh, by the way. Jerry DePoto signed every single one of those guys. Just, just point of fact. Brought to win. But now you've got Keuchel. Now you've got Marwin, Marwin Gonzalez. Now you've got a year from now with Cole and Verlander. Garrett Cole grew up four feet from Anaheim Stadium. <laughs> you don't think he wants to go back to Orange County? No, nothing against Houston. No one got back to Orange County. You've got Justin Verlander. His wife, might have heard of her, Kate mm-hmm. Upton, lives in L.A. And... They got a little Verlander on the way. On the way. So what makes sense? If I'm the Angels, I'm looking at the Astros going, oh, all those guys you're not going to pay, we're going to. That's what I'm doing. And so I, I don't think only you can count them out yet. I mean, my list right now is the Astros at the top because they have to be there, the Rangers at the bottom, mm-hmm. the Mariners pending the teardown, which I think is the right move, but I don't think have the right personnel in place to oversee it, but the right move it, it, around where the Rangers are going to be, and you've got the A's and Angels kind of in purgatory right now because we don't know which way they're going to go. I will never count the Oakland A's out again. No. You, you made a point about Jonathan LaCroix earlier in the year, and I looked at you like you had four heads and we debated it, and I was like, I still don't get it. Back in the year, back at the beginning of the year, looking it over, guess what? I still don't get it. Yeah. But it worked out for them, yeah. so I'm never going to count out. Hey, and it Bill- was probably more clubhouse than clubhouse and, and behind the plate, certainly at behind, you know, at They hitting. won 90 games. Yeah. Let's give them credit. Yeah. You saw it. I didn't and see it. And think of the injuries. Think of the injuries they had, too. So I know these guys personally, so I'm going to say something, okay? Billy, great work. Never going to count you out again. I grew up with David Forrest. Hey, David, my bad. <laughs> my bad. You win, okay? It was a great job. So you got 90 wins. How do you count the A's out ever? Well, this should not surprise anyone that uh, Billy Bean has won Major League Baseball's inaugural Executive of the Year Award. <laughs> well, they were 97 and 65, fourth best in all of Major League Baseball. Oakland's turnaround after three straight losses, losses of at least 87 wins. It was mm-hmm. a 22 game improvement from 2017, and it was the ninth best team or club record in Oakland history. So I got another name for you for the Houston Astros based on that. Okay. Jonathan LaCroix. I said this. Isn't he just ago. Brian McCann, though? But he's got, two, he's got a two year window. Okay. If this club has two years left to really, really, really be good, you, you get Nelson Cruz. You want him over Maldonado being back? No, I want them both. 
I want them both. I want, I'll want. i take LaCroix as my everyday guy, and Maldonado as my defender when I need it. And Real Muto is out for you. I don't think they have enough to get him because I don't think they'll part with what they have. Okay, because I think they have enough, whether they part with it. Again, I would give up Kyle Tucker in a second in a deal for JT Real Muto. Which, which we talked about in spring training is getting it done then, and the Astros said, no, nah, he's Ted Williams. And it's funny because when you look at LaCroix, his war mm-hmm. was negative 0.7 this year. It's impossible. That's, that's where that stat's come into some ridicule. Because what you say earlier, you can't predict human behavior. You, Jonathan what LaCroix. He, 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 added a, he added confidence and swagger to that. Swagger, I don't know if that's the right word. but well, he, Confidence and swagger go together. Okay. How about comfort? He brought something that you cannot measure to that team. How about he brought comfort to the pitching staff? Yeah. How about that? So he's 32 right now. Right. And certainly has been trending downward. I don't know if I really like that move, Jeremy. I'll be perfectly honest with you. But at the right price, I I, I could handle that. But then again, you don't need him to be a, a, a masher because if Correa is healthy and Springer's there and Altuve and Guriel and Bregman. So you know what? I take that back. Let me reel that back in. I'm okay with LaCroix. Veterans win championships. Yeah. That's what happens. And Jonathan LaCroix can do the same thing here with the staff. It's going to feel good to throwing him for throwing him for two years. Okay. Maybe it's a one-year deal with an option, but maybe he wants to go back to Oakland. I'm sure they take him. They'll take him back, right? But the reality is, I'm looking for a veteran catcher to to anchor that every day. And if I sign a guy like Wilson Ramos, I still need like him too. I still need a, a defensive compliment. Ramos can rake, but it's not great. Not a great defender. And if you have uh, uh, Maldonado who can really catch but can't hit in, in the same vein, I mean, relatively, right? You still need a, an offensive complement. So maybe it's not a perfect pairing, but I want a veteran behind the plate. And veterans aren't cheap. Quick hits. Bryce Harper, where does he go? I got a, I got a free-for-all, but my early favorite is San Francisco or, or, believe it or not, Arizona. Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. Arizona's beefed up their scouting department. They've added some people over there that'll, um, that are going to do some things. They've got some, some windows here. Pollock's a free agent. They've got Goldie coming up soon. You know, If they want to sign their guys, they've got to add something to it. Am I crazy to say Dodgers? You're not. Not at all. Not at all. Dodgers are another wild card. He just here. seems he just seems like LA close to Vegas where he grew up. They have infinite loads of cash. They do. And Kershaw's not Kershaw anymore. I think L- I think LA is another wild card like the like the Angels. I mean, it's the first biggest media market in New York, right? I can just picture him in that jersey. Where's the bigger media market, L.A. or New York? New York. Okay, so New, New York's, York's one, one, L.A.'s two. two. Mm-hmm. And, and being an L.A. native, um, he's a perfect fit for the Dodger faithful. Manny Machado, where does he go? Now, he might stay right there in L.A., okay? They're, not, they're a little tired of some of the antics he had, but he's a pretty good player. Uh, he's a big part of them getting to the World Series. And Corey Seager's going to come back. So with the hole that they have at second base conceivably every year, You've got Justin Turner, Manny Machado, and Corey Seager. There's places for them to play. I don't think Machado stays unless he plays shortstop. So that would require moving Turner to second or Seager to second and the other one to third. Um, but it's doable. If, without that, Philadelphia is my next, next call. Any possibility he heads to Miami being a Florida guy? And, um, I mean, if they're looking to build for the future. I mean, Manny is probably a guy that's going to want one of those 10-year deals, right? He's a Miami guy. I, just, I don't know Jeter gives that money out right now. I, I don't know that that's their model. You know, I, I, I think that it's... White Sox? White Sox, yeah. What um, about Mets or New York? So the Mets are my sleeper there because I don't know what Brody Van Wagen and their new GM is going to do. 
Um, they didn't lose. It's funny. They went through a GM change, and it's as dysfunctional as the Mets have been at times, and they have been dysfunctional. Everybody's staying. Like every, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's, That's it's, a good it's, point. it's amazing. I don't. I don't understand it. If you're going to make change, and I understand that Sandy would not have stepped down if he if his health was where it should be, but if you're changing the GM, how does the GM come in and nobody else goes? He's just inheriting somebody else's spot. So look, because when you bring in somebody new, it's to change the culture. Correct. Maybe they don't like the change in the culture. I don't know. I don't know what the decision making is, and I'm certainly not going to beat up Brody before he's had a chance to do the job. No. And, and I'm not going to going to beat up guys who've been good executives for a long time. It just seems as if that mix didn't work. Just that mix. Maybe it was one guy. Maybe it was a department. I, I, I don't know. I know that they do have good people over there that I have a lot of confidence in, um, but nothing's changing. So how do you bring a GM that runs baseball operations in there and nothing changes? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that if they're going to try to compete, again, that's a, that's a middle-of-the-road club that has not done well the last couple of years. They need to go win some games um, or tear it all the way down, and it doesn't look like they're going to tear it down. So they're going to have to win some games, and Machado's a fit. First free agent off the board will be whom? I think it's going to be an arm. I agree. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say – go ahead. I'm saying Corbin or Evaldi. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Corbin. Okay, well I'll take Evaldi then to see. Just make it fun. Um, Evaldi is from Alvin. That's yep. another target that I would have if I was the Astros. Chance to pitch here. What about his track record though? He's been all over the place. Yeah, but then again, so was Charlie Morton. Yeah, but he's he's a guy that seems to have figured something out right now. And if I have to replace McCullers, you know, at least in the rotation, McCullers, and I have to replace Keuchel. I got to find some balance somewhere, and I look. I, I think the Astros are a player for Jay Happ. I, I don't. I think that Corbin is going to get overpaid to make sure they get him. I think Keuchel's obviously not coming back. He's going to get paid. Corbin's ahead of Keuchel for me. Yeah. For me too. Yeah, and so Kershaw's off the board at thirty-one million annually. So Corbin's going to be twenty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty-seven. Which puts Keuchel at twenty twenty-two. Dallas is going to get at least twenty, right? He's at least twenty. Yeah, million. I mean, I, I said four for eighty. That's what I said. Let's see. Five I'm 90. not great at math, but hold on. Let me see. 80 divided by 4. <laughs> okay, 20. Yep. 20. All right, cool. So that's 2.1 more than the Astros were, gonna, were willing to go. So he's not coming back here. Um, I mean, it's shades of a Mike Hampton deal there. right? Mm. He's, he's not going to come back here. So I, I'm with, I'll say Corbin or Evaldi. I'll take Evaldi. I, I think Evaldi gets tough as much as he's an Alvin native. As they just, he came in here and beat the Astros, and there's some emotion that comes with that. Um, the track record's been sketchy, and he's now a postseason legend in a city that never forgets that. I don't know if he's a legend in a don't city. Throw away, don't throw around the word legend. Okay, so you and me were there. He's for a the- postseason. Um, he's a po. What's the proper word? You ever he's- seen anybody do what he did? No, but okay. I mean, Babe Ruth is a legend. But he's a postseason legend. We, You and I were in Boston for games one and two of the ALDS, right? Yeah. You were there? Yeah. They honored Johnny Gomes. All right. Okay? <laughs> they honored Johnny Gomes and said, this guy was all a right, big part right, of it. All right, all right. That guy who's done something that no one else has ever done in Boston he's is a, a hero. hero. He's yeah. a hero. Hero, he's a- not a legend. Hero. Big difference. Okay, he is a postseason something. You know, he is he is gonna. He's a postseason so, hero. So there's some love there, and that yeah. team may resign resign him, yeah. especially with David Price figuring out what he seems to figure out still on his deal. They have a chance to be really, really good now for a while. 
I don't know that you walk away from that either. It's like David Schwimmer's a sitcom legend. David Schwimmer's a Beverly Hills High School grad, by the way. I know. For the why. record. I, that's why I put yeah. it in there. I got friends. I just, that was the. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Thank you. Um, first position player off the board will be. So I, I think the market with that is going to be a Nelson Cruz type of guy. And, I, and here's why because he's an obvious fit for a couple of the clubs that if they're not playing around, they're just going to sign him. I think that we'd like to say Machado and Harper set the market. I think they're in a different level different stratosphere for what the rest of what's out there is going to get. A.J. Pollock could be a guy that could move. He could go back to the Midwest. Uh, he fits in Chicago, either one, um, especially if you're talking about getting Schwarber off the, off the books there because he's a guy that has outfield versatility and he can hit. Um, I think he's a guy that also fits in New York. I mean, I don't. New York can be a play on anybody because they're not going to trade Syndergaard or Degrom, right? They're going to sign those guys to keep them there. Otherwise, you don't hire Van Wagen in. Mm-hmm. So if you're bringing those guys in, Van Wagen in to keep those clients there and keep those guys. I'm sorry, keep those players there. They're no longer clients. <laughs> you keep those guys there in New York, then you're going to have to have something around them too. So I, I think you're looking at something like that. That's more of a uh, a nice player to have, a guy you really like that's good in the clubhouse before you see the Machado and Harper break the bank. Jeremy, you did that on purpose. Freudian slip. You did that on purpose. Freudian slip. You're a GM. Would you rather have Harper? Forget what your needs are. Would you rather... How would I say this? You're a GM? Which one will you feel more comfortable handing out a 10-year deal to, Harper or Machado? Bryce Harper, because Bryce Harper plays hard every single pitch. Yes. That is why. Yes, yes, and yes. You agree? All right. Good. Manny has um I want Johnny Hustle. Me too. And at least if he's not Johnny Hustle, give me the perception that he's Johnny Hustle. No question. All right, so we've gone thirty three minutes or so. Again. Maybe even more. That's good. But you know, I think we hit everything because I'm looking at the uh I'm looking at our list. There was only one thing. Indians tear down. I think so. I mean Donaldson's a free agent. Then Brantley gonna... would be a nice fit here. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote about him, right? And that, yep. it, so Michael so Brantley. So khou.com. It is Scouts Take with Jeremy Booth. You can. Uh, he's got a couple of articles up there already. A third is on its way, and one of the guys that you mention is Michael Brantley. Now, when you go to khou.com and you, and you read these things, you'll notice when you open up the app or the website, there's a weather forecast in the top right. Uh huh. Okay. I don't remember seeing 92. I just <laughs> I don't remember seeing 92 degrees for the weather forecast. Just me, but anyway. Um, tear you, down. Tear down. I think that some of the moves they make, Andrew Miller is a free agent, right? Um, Donaldson's a free agent. I think they're making a decision which way they go. If they tear it all the way down, that's an organization that de- developmentally and draft-wise can and get it back. Come and back. Can, and come back. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know that that's, that's a bad move for them. New Balance Future Star Series International Week participant, Noah Naylor, Bo Naylor. My man. Number four on the list of top prospects in the Indians organization by Baseball America. Yep. I think Grayson Rodriguez was five five the in the Orioles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I don't – I haven't seen any other ones. No, I, I mean, those are the two first-round picks. Those are the guys who are going to be ranked up there. What's happened you – know? uh, what else is happening on the New Balance Future Star Series? There's a watch? lot. We've had a lot of partner programs, which are travel organizations around the country coming on board, and, and we've added some new partner events. Um, which are tournaments and different, you know, um, event providers for amateur baseball. They're now working with this umbrella, and it's, you know, we're excited about people that we're bringing on, and excited about the the upcoming, upcoming year. We we've got some some spots filled on both the national and the world team already. Already, already, and you know, it's it's. Uh, it's I shouldn't gonna, be surprised be though. You know why? Why? College summer league teams, collegiate summer league teams. They have their rosters already set now. Working on year. it. Yeah, working on it. So it's um, it's been fun. Some good talent out there that. 
it's nice to know that people haven't seen yet because it means we find them first, which is a little bit of a selfish thing. But I'm looking forward to next year. And you'll be at the coaches' convention in Dallas. I'll be at. So my schedule. I'm heading. I'm to going to the coaches' convention in Dallas. ABCA. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I will be at the Buck O'Neill Scouts and Social uh, Scouts and Coaches Association this coming weekend in Dallas, Texas. And then I will be back at the winter meetings in Vegas. Ooh. And then I will be at the ABCA in Dallas as well. I didn't know you were going to the winter meetings. Yeah, I got we some, need to come up with a plan for that. I will be there, yeah. I got, Ooh, I got some speaking fun. engagements around there, but I will be there. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to uh, – I think now it's um, time to bring in the ninth inning closer, shut this Let's shut go. this puppy down. So, All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we'll try to get another podcast on here as soon as possible. In the meantime, go to khou.com for Jeremy Scout's take, and you can learn everything you need to know about free agency upcoming with the Astros and everything else you need to know, and that's all I've got to say. (laughs) Jeremy, Until next time, we'll talk to you later here on Extra Bases.